that hormonal imbalance for Chinese medicine. You look at like your kidney, you look at your liver, that that heat and that imbalance of yang rises up to the lungs and that causes a lot of skin derm problems, especially in that hormonal imbalance phase. So normally what I would like to address is like obviously clearing that lung heat, getting rid of that like heat. If there's pus, you look at dampness and all that sort of stuff. But you're helping with that lifestyle so that it can prevent a lot of them, um, a lot more coming up and helping them transition through puberty. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brennan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey guys, what's going on? And Timmy. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> Not so oh, like, like you guys. Yeah. We're recording a bit later. He's all out of chirp. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This this late recording session, I am pooped right now. Yeah, it's a funny week. Like, funny week. It's only it's only two hours after how like we usually. Yeah. Uh, and they'll get like, this episode late yeah. too because we're recording on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Apologies in advance. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Don't miss us well, too yeah, much. Y- yeah. Mm, yes, you know, we're, we're gonna miss our usual Thursday. We haven't missed a time like we haven't missed a schedule a scheduled uh, episode release in a long time yeah i think yeah it has been ever a long time. maybe maybe once or twice oh well yeah well at least news. it's still it's, at least it's still out yeah, oh, yeah. Gotta, gotta keep them hooked the do with us episode got released did that get released? Oh, yeah. that got released after last episode didn't it yes, yes. after yes. so yes. that's that's officially out so if you haven't how did that if you haven't how did that all go did you listen I did not, not yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I listen yes. to my regular podcasts, let alone. <laughs> is, is I listen to me. Like, um, is it like acting when like the actors don't watch what they do because they like cringe too hard when they say words and, and like when they act and stuff? No, it's I like yeah, I have those moments. I have those moments where it's like I'm either a full narcissist or I just get too self conscious to listen. It's 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 one or the other. It's never directly in the middle. It's like I like what I say, and then the other times where I'm like, nah. Nah, stop, stop talking. No, I don't like you. Sometimes I don't mind going back and listening because, and especially when I'm editing, because I forget half of the stuff we talk about anyway. So going back and be like, yeah. oh, that was a really good point that guys said. Like, oh, that's one for the, that's one for the bank. No, um, you know what? I actually do the same thing with um, uh, trying to find snippets to put into yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, to the Facebook. Yeah, I, I, I think the only ones that I can actually. Uh, have access to is the smoking one and what was the other one we did before eczema um i only have access to those two right now but i was what um i was listening to the smoking one there's a lot of gems in there like there's, there's a lot of gems in all of these podcasts oh yeah this most definitely podcast. well, the, so the, and the do and the do, um do with us uh podcast too there's a lot of gems in there because i i totally know that because i have listened to it and also on Facebook with Nick's AccuPoints of the week. Yes. There's so much good information in that. I love those. So much of that like surprises me when I'm like doing my research for it. I come across points and I'm like, like what? There's, and then like I think about it and then all the connections and stuff come up and I'm like, wow, like this is like super cool. And, you know, we only get, we only like we, when we remember things, we, you know, remember them on the surface level and like 
yeah, this point like has all these connections and does all this and it has that main function and you know, yeah, we can just connect it together with that condition. But when you break it down, yeah, like, it's connections between you know zung fu organs and the lung and the large intestine, all that like relationship and you know those type of things. It, it's so deep, like you can just deep dive into it so well. It's, yeah, I have yeah, a, I have a. Oh no, go, go on, go on. No, I was just gonna say I think it's good because like especially because when you get into the habit of using the same points over and over again, like heat, li eleven, like you just you want something new and something fresh for a specific condition, and you nick exactly points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I've been trying I, to like steer away from like the classic, you know, spleen six, stomach thirty six, you know, all those type of points, li four, liver three, you know, the standard. You don't know what they. You don't know how to treat this person until next week. Until you could do a bit of research, so you would just give them a uh, standard <laughs> standard treatment this week. <laughs> this sounds too too close to home. It sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds too real. It's almost sh- like shade, almost in a way. Isn't that, like, isn't that pretty much what China taught us? Basically, <laughs> it's standard it's points on everybody. Ah, uh, yes. They, they're standard that's empirical points for a reason, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, to be fair, no, they I- can always benefit from it, though. Yeah, I mean, they're really great. It. But I have a newfound uh, appreciation for the Nick's acupoints. Um, like, I, I have a different perspective now. Um, I just, I've just started to treat, like, proper. Um, and I can see how, looking at the points that you recommend, I'm like, oh, I could try that. And then I'll have, I'm stuck on this patient. I can try it. I'm not that deep into it at the moment. But I do have a newfound appreciation for your points. So... If you're listening, check them out. Hundred percent, they're so useful, and they don't teach you that in uni. Like you get taught, you know, use this point, use this point, use like the same points, but um, you tend to skim over the ones that are secretly like super good. And Nick does dive into that really well. Thanks, B. So, when is the next book? When are you guys releasing the next book? Um, there's going to be a video probably on the first of what month are we? June. I mean, we've decided the book, but either Tom and I, maybe I'll make Tom do the video this time. No, <laughs> you did the video so good last time. I feel like you're oh, just going to keep up it, the Timmy. streak. Nah, please do it, Timmy. Either way, no. so, so watch out at the start of June. There'll be a new book, a new, there'll be a new video on Facebook about the book release. So we'll, we'll watch out for that. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> so anyway, we're all just doing it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that in the mic, but I was just it's just the yep. universal time for a drink. <laughs> hey, all thirsty, so, okay? What are we discussing today? All right, today's topic is acne. Uh, this is a the third part. Is it the third uh, derm based uh, topic that we've yeah episode that we've decided to delve into? Yeah, I think um, I like this like doing like a couple of um uh, a couple of like either like derm episodes in a row or you know we can do a couple of other topics but sort of yeah you know deep dive into a little bit of the topics on one subcategory i think it's i think that was a cool yeah. way to do it i like it i i, I I'm going to take a little bit of the purpose. credit credit of that <laughs> i'm going to take a little bit of the credit of that um, i um after i started to use the last derm episode to trigger more atopic ideas and i'm like why don't we just segment it into into that type of thing because right now i'm thinking about maybe a segment for like hormonal stuff or 
um, segment for maybe uh, I think we did we've done we skimmed on digestion, but not but that much. So but much that's more also that we can talk about, and you know we yeah, we said that yeah. in that episode that this is sort of just the base, but you know there's so much more we can talk about. So, so yeah, stay tuned that's a common well. common thing. It's a common thing we run into. It's where we're like we don't have enough time to talk about this giant topic, so we end up uh, we end up like just shorting just the topic, and we might as well just segment it into a whole bunch. And here we are. So yeah, today's acne. Yes, today is acne. Um, we're going to be looking at like you know a brief overview of what is acne from both a Western medicine and Chinese medicine perspective. Uh, we'll. We'd, like we usually do, we'll take a deep dive into the organs um, and then talk about our treatments and even our personal and clinical experiences with um, acne and management, and we'll see where we go from there. It's pretty much a freestyle from here on. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very right. Yeah, very you're good. very right. All right. But <laughs> even though I, t- I just said it was a freestyle, I, do, I did write up a little bit of a script on acne. <laughs> yeah, well, you want me to go into we'll take that? us away and then we'll, um, we'll diverge off of that. Oh, lovely. Well, all right. Well, this is a great moment for my doctor. Absolutely. I've got the spinning ball of death on my Mac saying it's not loading. Fantastic. Is, is oh, that Dr. Go. Google? No, it was not Dr. Google. That was uh, Dr. Steve Jobs, the ghost of Steve Jobs, just destroying oh, my computer. Oh, yep. Yeah. Anyway, big ball of death is gone. Rolling ball of death is gone. So I can delve into my little acne script. Um, before I go into it, a um, little factoid. Uh, acne affects more than 90% of adolescents between 16 to 18. In my skim of the internet, which is really weird, it was like the stat was 90% to 100% of adolescents. And I'm like, how is that? How is the stat 100%? But anyway, do you. Um, so yeah, affects, uh, 90% of adolescents between 18, uh, 16 to 18, uh, approximately 10 to 20% will continue to experience acne into their adulthood and one to 5% of adults aged 40 will still experience acne. Um, so as you can see, it is a, it can be a long-term, um, and very common, uh, disease that you see. So, sorry to just cut your script off. Um, and I don't That's know if cool. this is the question you're about to answer. But what is the definition of acne? Oh, well, I'm glad that you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this scripted? Um, acne, Was that question scripted? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> acne is a common skin condition where the patient presents with very painful bumps on the skin. Sometimes uh, the skin can be discolored from anywhere between red, purple, and usually uh, sometimes filled with fluids uh, within the bumps, uh, which can range also to clear to white to yellow pus. Um, it's usually mostly common, like I said, in teens and adolescents uh, undergoing puberty, but it can affect also many adults and sometimes even the elderly. Um, types of acne can be categorized from which of the lesions are present, and that can, um, that can usually uh, shape the, ty- the way that you approach it. Um, and you have whiteheads, blackheads, papules, pustules, nodules, and cysts. Um, and usually you see acne vulgaris, in which is probably our main focus today. However, I will do a very, very brief skim of the other ones because they seem to be a little bit more rarer, so probably won't delve into that. So there's newborn acne, 
where it's uh, basically because of the hormones are passed through, uh, passed to the newborn through the placenta, uh, triggering acne, infantile acne. Uh, babies aged between three to sixteen um, months of age, uh, and that can result in the blackheads and pimples at the same time. It usually clears up by two years old, and then there's acne vulgaris, is what we're talking about. Then there's acne conglobata, which is your cystic acne. Um, it's a little bit more rare. It's it's a rare but a more serious um, and apparently occurs only mainly in young men. And that's more when the lesions themselves are a little bit firmer, harder, and they're deeper and can pre- present more on the face, chest, back, arms. And um, it can be hard to treat, often leave scars. And then there's acne fulminans. Fulminans? Fulminans? Yeah. Is uh, more of a severe form of acne um, or specifically acne conglobata. Uh, that occurs in also in teen boys. Uh, it, it's a basically a large number of pimples that develop quickly on the chest and back that leave scars and also can the the patient can also suffer from fever and muscle and bone pain. Um, what else I got on my script? Uh, yeah, okay. So the mechanism the mechanism of um, acne is basically when the pore, uh, is clogged with oils of bacteria, which then cause informa- um, inflammation of the skin, or um, and sometimes vice versa. Like the inflammation can cause the pore to be uh, clogged, as I'll explain later. Um, like eczema, it is noted that acne always has an inflammatory component, and that should be considered when treating. Um, and this can happen for four main reasons. And there's a lot of jargon when I talk about this, so I'm going to try and drop the scientific terms and make it easier to understand and simplify it so we're all on the same page. Um, It can be from abnormal cell growth, which can plug the follicular cells. It can be due to increased sebum production within the sebaceous follicles, um, follicular cells, sorry, Um, and or growth of bacteria or just inflammation alone can trigger it. Um, And acne can be due to many things, genetics, diet, stress, sorry, um, overweight, being overweight, sorry, lack of exercise, pregnancy, and PCOS. Um, something that I do want to delve in later on, uh, but I'll touch on it really quickly. Um, some accompanying symptoms and intrapersonal effects in some rare instances, like I said, there'd be aches and pains alongside the acne separate, separate from the pain of the skin. Um, the pain can, uh, the patient, sorry, can, uh, suffer from a lack of sleep due to the pain of the acne or have trouble exercise, exercising because of the stress of the skin. However, the bigger the big case within um, acne cases is that uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of issues with the mental health, and a lot of the time that you'll see a patient that may be more depressed or anxious because of a possible lack of self-esteem, and this could be due to the fact that the acne does um, is more prevalent in preteen and adolescents and teens, and that's where you you're creating your own identity and. Um, some kids, for some kids, it can be pretty detrimental to suffer severe acne and might create a deep-rooted mental insecurity, and they might suffer quite socially too, um, which, you know, it is very deep-rooted and it should be considered when you're treating. Um, and yeah, that's that's all my script. Yeah, thanks, uh, B. That was very informative. I, I do like to mention how <laughs> you, you talked about how you're like, you're going to say, 
I'll dumb it down in simple terms. And then straight after that, you talked about fo- the follicles. The yeah, the, the sebum, oh, trust me. sebaceous glands. Do you want... No, no, no. Do you want to see the, a- the, actual descri- um, the actual description is abnormal follicular keratin- keratinocyte hyperproliferation pl- proliferation, leading to fl- formation of a follicular plug. All right. Don't have a strike. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue just did a knot and like untwisted itself and then just died from just saying that. So, yeah, <laughs> so there was a lot of interesting um, things in there, but we'll we'll talk about a bit about what you were chatting about at the end, you know, with the mental health side of things. Um, so, you know, a patient does come in and it's pretty obvious that, you know, they've, they've either got acne or they, you know, suffer from acne, you know, these type of things because that's one of the first things that you can see. So what are the questions you're going to ask? What what are the things we're actually looking for um, in one of these patients? And then we'll talk about why. Tom? Um, yeah, <laughs> he's like for reaching me, for it. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I'll let someone else speak if they want to. <laughs> I think um, generally what you look for in most derm cases, including acne, is stuff like... Um, Appearance, so you're looking at like the redness, where it's located is really important. If it's pussy, um, any any sort of questions like that. Uh, questions you can ask would be like, is it itchy? Is it painful? Like what sort of, um, in Chinese medicine, what are you looking at? Is it like wind related or like stagnation related? Um, I think that can help narrow down a lot of the like diagnosis questions and like how to treat from there. What about and you guys? Mm. I think that's really good, but also I think to add in the questions of what makes it better, what makes it worse, um, especially when you're a teenager or when I was a teenager, just a lot of like junk food and lots of sugary sweets and things like that. And I think that tends to um, exacerbate it. Um, also, as well as like weather, I guess, and um, skincare or like, personal hygiene so if like you're sweating a lot in summer and you're not kind of like cleaning your skin properly then that can make things worse because you're um, not cleaning away the bacteria from your skin yeah, yeah personal I think hygiene is a, is a big thing especially when you know we're, we're talking probably like teenagers you know anywhere between sort of 13 and you know anywhere up to you know 19 so pretty much all the teenagers you know personal hygiene is a big thing to you know, talk about and educate on and, you know, there's, there are, there are a lot of teenagers that, you know, probably don't wash, wash their skin properly and take care of themselves properly. So that's a big I think that's the actually... The questioning that you guys was, I like, sorry, Tim, I just full cut you off. Um, no, that's that okay. was like a kind of common theme between what everyone was saying is that, is to kind of see where it's coming from. So, you know, Charlene, you mentioned diet, you mentioned cleanliness, and Tim, you also mentioned some of that too. Like the type of the type of uh, questions that you would kind of direct is just where's the root coming from, and that's what I was talking about with your genetics, your diet, your the stress, the emotions. Um, I think that's where I would focus my questioning is just trying to find out where the root is coming from, so you can start to focus on what organs, what points, and what herbs and stuff like that. So when you are Go, Tom, because you've been cut off twice now. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm used to it by now. No, just kidding. Um, I actually wanted to, like, push back on what you're saying about, like, personal hygiene. Like, 
of course it's important in terms of like cleaning away the bacteria but in terms of like adolescents and teenagers i think it's it's more of like a hormonal thing that causes the acne and rather than constantly washing your face that might rub off that protective layer of skin it's probably better to look into stuff like the lifestyle diet to help assist and like prevent rather than just like washing your face yeah uh my my um my thought on that was that sort of making sure adolescent people are actually washing and not oh yes <laughs> <laughs> you know not to call them out but it's a it's a common thing you know I th- yeah i think similar to old people they just don't wash as much um and this can you know can cause you know a, a bit of acne and and you know it can cause a bit like on the back and on the chest and stuff like that you know in places that they sweat and they might not be changing clothes as much or you know just general general Derm stuff hygiene. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me to me your face is like <laughs> go on charlene sorry I was going to say, but also, like, yes, they may be washing, but some of the products that they're using might not be um, suitable for their skin. So it might be, like, irritating the acne. So I guess the, like, personal hygiene side is looking at, um, like, yes, you've got this problem and it's attributed to genetics, hormones, whatever, but are you doing anything to make it worse with your lifestyle, with your, like... um, diet things like that so i guess because chinese medicine is holistic um we want to look at everything to help you get better and not just like strictly the herbs and the acupuncture it's kind of like a a lifestyle uh yes like it's an everything kind of thing to help your condition rather than just take my herbs like let me give you acupuncture and i'm gonna solve the problem yeah does that make sense yeah 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 Tom yeah. Confused. Oh. Yeah. yeah yeah no that, it makes sense um, I, I think it's like when referring to like puberty adolescence versus like someone who's like stressed, who has acne, I think they're both very different. Um, they both come from very different roots and should be treated very differently in terms of the approaches and stuff. Yeah. So on that topic, um, on that note, what, what are we going to look for then in terms of like Chinese medicine diagnosis and you know, we've got all these questions and you you sort of touched on that when you were talking about the questions you were going to ask. You know, we can think about like damp and heat and stre- um, liver cheese stag, all that stuff. So, so what are we, like, what are we actually trying to narrow it down to? So for Go me, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm just <laughs> seeing if you guys are going for the no, we're, we're both, we both have one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can go. You can go. No, no, no. All you, all you, all you. I feel like Tom has really good stuff to say about this. He... I'm I'm waiting for Timmy's like insight into this. Yeah, he's gonna drop a he's gonna drop a gem. This oh is, no! Don't don't say that. Now, now you're just signing me up to get hit by. Please a bus. time mark this so I can cut it and then put it on Facebook. Go on, yeah, continue. Um, so when when addressing adolescence, um, I think that hormonal imbalance for Chinese medicine. You look at like your kidney. You look at your liver. That that heat and that imbalance of yang rises up to the lungs and that causes a lot of skin derm problems, especially in that hormonal imbalance phase. So normally what I would like to address is like obviously clearing that lung heat, getting rid of that like heat. If there's pus, you look at dampness and all that sort of stuff. 
but you're helping with that lifestyle so that it can prevent a lot of them um, a lot more coming up and helping them transition through puberty is more important for the adolescent phase in my opinion yeah compared to let's say someone who's relieving stress typically you would look the same thing where that stress from the liver leads to like the heat uprise to the lung and you get a lot of that lung heat as well that causes the stress so two different ones but you would look at different organs and what the sort of end game here is and how you're going to approach that so you come to lung heat in both of those situations uh would the presentation be the same like the presentation typically the yeah um typically these like obviously everyone's different you can still have some people can just have more hot sort of like infl- like inflamed sort of lesions whereas some people can have like lots and lots of pus and they're really really big and very itchy um it i think from the chinese medicine perspective it doesn't matter let's say that if the adolescent has very itchy ones you would treat them very similar to how the um the person who's older who's not going through the adolescence and very itchy as well but in terms of that underlying cause that's causing it all is what you would help treat as well in both symptoms. So you're getting you're getting that information out of that further questioning, um, and sort of that deep dive through the ten questions, yeah, exactly. and the history, and and what's actually going on in the body. Yeah, exactly. Just like reaching that homeostasis and balance of like yin and yang is probably what's the most important. I want to refer to some of my script that I've got here. Uh, where I mentioned about the the causes or can, the acne can be due to. Um, and I think by looking at those, you can kind of get an understanding of what organs to look for if you kind of if you understand that. So um, one of the, one of the things I say is genetics. Uh, I think that's a little bit more broad. but um, congenitally, if your one of your um, organs are a little bit more deficient, let's say your spleen and it can't process, um, can't, can't process turbidity and uh, and separate that as well. The f- spleen functions down. You're going to get a lot of more damp signs. Maybe genetics. It could be a in a insufficient sp- uh, lung function or something like that. So then you're going to get that lung heat that you were talking about before. Um, that's a little bit more complex. But something like diet, for example, you can see you can focus on the spleen, see if there's any dampness in there or damage, and then there's stress there too, where. You, know, you can look at your liver, the uprise, you know, the heart sometimes, which can affect the lung or the spleen or whatever, whatever the patho- pathology is. Um, you know, the overweight, very similar to diet, uh, lack of exercise, also in the similar pathology. Uh, pregnancy and PCOS is more of the hormonal thing that you guys were talking about before. So if you kind of like look at the lifestyle, as, well, as we were kind of saying a little bit earlier and what you're saying now, if you kind of look at the lifestyle or and the external factors, you can kind of get a good idea of what to focus on. So that's how you can kind of direct your questioning. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, you always back that up with tongue and pulse and that gives you like a real good look into, you know, what's going on in the body. And, you know, especially when you're talking about that more damp stuff, the, the pulse is going to be quite slippery and the tongue is going to be quite you know, pale and fat and with the teeth marks. And it's going to give you a real damp look, you know, and then you can also have a look at the body stature and, yeah, deep dive into sort of how they are as a person. You know, what are their habits? What are their sleep habits like? Are they staying up to all hours of the morning? Or, you know, 
what do they you know, what do they do in general day to day life? I think all that stuff is very very important. Mm. Can you explain why sleep is important for acne and stuff? Well, sleep is important. <laughs> sleep is always important for everything, <laughs> um, like everything. But that's you know, it's just a. In my mind, it's it's your general well being. You know, your skin, your skin projects a lot of what's going on in the inside. Um, and if you're not taking care of your sleep, you're not making letting your body heal the way it should. Um, so that's yeah. I believe. Have you got any I, more insight? I believe a part of my understanding of um, sorry, um, a part of my understanding of why sleep is really important is because. I feel like that uh, acne is uh, really associated with like, you know, as I said, in- inflammatory and heat and all that. And if you're depleting your body of the yin that you're supposed to kind of like replenish when you're sleeping, you present yourself with more young type of um, presentations, you know, it exacerbates heat, exacerbates or, or like things related to that can affect you know your liver, your spleen, your kidney, that whole kind of shebang. So that's where sleep is really important, especially, of course, looking at a Western med point of view where your skin needs to repair, uh, needs to kind of refresh. Um, and a lot of skin and dermatologist, um, specialists would say, yeah, sleep is definitely one of the most important parts of uh, your skin routine. So it kind of show, it goes to show how important skin is for, uh, sorry, sleep is for your skin. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did have something to say, and then uh, ah, my tangent, my tangent flushed your brain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe you it needs really. Flushing. God damn it, <laughs> Tom. I actually, I actually had, I went to a dermatologist for like acne and stuff, and he he did something like really, really weird to how I see acne today, which is like, what's so funny? Yeah, no, I don't think nothing. Okay. Um, he, he pretty much <laughs> told me straight off the bat that like diet doesn't matter sleep doesn't matter like just the only thing that matters is that you shouldn't use moisturizer you should just cleanse your face and take this medication did, literally that what he told me. did the medication work how did that go for you um not, not well not well um it, it helped it helped for a bit in terms of the itchiness because mine was like mine my sort of presentation was like very inflamed very large all across the like chin strap area and like all across the chins as well like that cheek sorry and i would have lots of dairy i would have lots of like greasy oily food and my sleep was terrible and he told me that None of it matters. So I was like, "Oh, okay, awesome." <laughs> yeah, well, I'd I'll like to. I'd like to. This, this life, and none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, I'd like exactly. to quickly. Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. Nah, and then I ended up looking at like different resources for like lifestyle stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, stop, stop eating dairy. There's so much like growth hormone in it. It's just not good for your skin." And yeah, it's, like so to... it helped. I'd like to throw yeah. back to the Tim that used to drink, what was it, three liters of milk a day or something? <laughs> do you remember that? You remember I that, the full, the milk diet? I don't know. You were experimenting <sighs> with, with like different diets. You did keto and all that. But then there was one that was like a milk heavy diet. It was three liters, three <laughs> yeah. liters a day or one gallon a day? A gallon a day. Yeah, a gallon of milk a day. Oh, my God. Just can you please? Like a thing of milk. How'd that go? 
<laughs> I didn't yeah, remember that. that. That was you bought a I mean, specifically I, for milk. <laughs> I got what I accomplished, which was it was meant to be for like if you're exercising and want to put on weight. This bulking? is like a, a yeah, like bulking. This would be like a fast strat for you to get to like that level really, really quick. <laughs> what did it do? Yeah, for your it skin? was just so bad. It was like. My face was all puffy. There was like so much inflammation going on in my body. I looked like a balloon. And <laughs> yeah, all the pus and stuff was everywhere. It was a very rough, rough time. Rough, rough, I think a week. I didn't make it for a week. So anyways. Oh, um, can't imagine that. Yeah, that's, that's a very good insight into, you know, what some dermatologists will say uh, and what advice they will give you. And, you know, these guys are specialists. So... I'm sure he had some reasoning behind that. Um, but from our Chinese medicine view, you know, sleep and diet is very important. Your lifestyle is, even in Chinese medicine, no matter what your condition is, your lifestyle is normally very, very high, close to the top of things to look at um, in terms of your condition, whether that's acne or back pain or um, any gut health or anything like that. Um, lifestyle is is normally at the top so yeah it's interesting to see the contrast so thanks for the insight tom thank you thanks for listening (coughs) so i remember i'm oh no go ahead sorry oh no i was just going to talk more about tom's story um, and talk about his treatments um he he asked me for a he said for me to take like a topical cream which was uh benzoyl peroxide and he gave... I forgot the medication that he gave me. Um, he pretty much was like, eh, if you want to add benzoyl peroxide, you can. It sort of dries out your skin and clears up all the oil on it. But he was like, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Just take this medication. So after you took the medication, decided that it wasn't really working, but fixed it, some symptoms, what did you go on and do? Um, I went and suffered for another three years with very severe acne. Um... And obviously your tears didn't help the acne. <laughs> no, no, it actually made it very much worse. Tears are no good um, for acne. <laughs> no. Tick that one off. Just too much bacteria, yeah. Um, after that, what helped a lot was exercise for me because I feel like I wasn't getting enough. Like, like cardio-wise, I wasn't getting enough. My skin wasn't like clearing a lot of that stagnation. Um, I stopped drinking a gallon of milk a day. That helped tremendously. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, just fixing up my diet. I think my one was caused mainly from like a hormonal standpoint where it was like I was still in that sort of like adolescent phase and my hormones were out of control. I didn't try and regulate them or help them out at all. And that's why I got a lot of like lung heat. So did you take Chinese herbs? Or get acupuncture regularly or anything like that. Or external external washes or creams. Yeah, now that you mention it, I did take I started taking herbs during yeah, during my fourth year and they helped tremendously in terms of like Do you remember what clearing out that or what type of herbs or Um really bitter herbs. I've remember talking Long Dan Siakantang for like a few weeks. And, that's, and then I tried... That's normally the yeah. case. Um, I was going to throw this at the end there too. That's normally the case with treating well, most skin conditions, but especially acne, is the herbs can be very bitter 
and very nasty and just really, really gross. Um, so that's it is something to th- think about when you're going to take herbs is be prepared for very nasty herbs and quite a lengthy treatment plan um, because it's just skin. So it takes a long time to heal. And like we've been saying in the podcast, you know, it's very lifestyle-wise. It's sleep, it's diet. There's there's a lot going into it and not just what, you know, we're trying to do, but it's what you got to do as well. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of aspects into treating acne and skin conditions and dermatology in all. So, yeah, be prepared for the long slog, but it's oh, in in the end, it will be worth it because yeah, we are trying to restore those balances that are in the body and get the body back to back to normal. So, um, question, Yoni, yeah, how did you mm-hmm. analyze your case, um, Chinese medwise? Um, because we did mention like you know uh, the lifestyle aspects of it, but when you put your put yourself into a, a sorry, when you analyze your your case, how did you view it? Yeah, you know, as we we're learning Chinese medicine. Did you did you analyze your own case or did you get somebody else? Did you? Yeah, I got like I analyzed it. I asked everyone else to analyze as well, like clinicians, students, everyone, anyone who would help. Really. <laughs> well, that's a good way to do it. Get get a lot of opinions from a lot of people. Um, it's yeah, and yeah. Sorry to cut you off again, but this is another good thing about Chinese medicine, is that you can go to two or three different doctors. And with the exact same presentation, and they might think a different way, um, and come up with you know a little bit of a different treatment plan. Um, but yeah, so there's there's obviously a few different treatments to treat the same thing. So yeah, yeah. I think something I also want to note is that typically with a lot of derm cases, treatment comes from the inside out. So when you get herbs, when you get acupuncture. It might not show instantly within one week or two is because your body's trying to readjust and like refix itself from the inside before it can help start treating the stuff from the outside. And that's why when Nick mentioned it can take ages, it's like, yeah, there's, there's probably a lot going on inside. Especially when you're talking hormonal, when you're talking lifestyle, like you're basically unrooting all the all the things that you used to do, like maybe years of a bad diet or years of bad exercise or or any of those factors. Um, I like as we spoke about in the eczema eczema episode, you know, like it's a lot. It's it can be very deep rooted. Like for me anyway, it was super deep rooted, um, uh, and it did take a really long time and there was uh, aspects of lifestyle that like took those aspects aspects of of lifestyle that took uh i I didn't even know were affecting it and then it did what's up no no, i think your your internet must be pretty bad uh (laughs) (laughs) am i still a transformer yeah you're on and off odd odd bots (laughs) (laughs) so yeah coming up to the Towards the end of this podcast, has anybody got anything that want they want to throw in that we've sort of missed or gone over or haven't had a chance to butt in? I know you guys don't like talking about periods, of course and we menses, do. But I think what? big. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man, I'm four sisters. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> no, it's fine. I guess because you don't have as much experience or any experience <laughs> with it. <laughs> It's hard, but I was going to bring up that acne um, related to your period is very normal. Oh, 
very normal is very common and um yeah if you are experienced those type of things like pms and lots of acne around your period talk to a chinese medicine doctor as well um because yeah you could get some herbs and they could really help you out i think in when it is kind of related to your period there's that aspect that is related to the blood so one i guess syndrome we didn't talk about was blood heat or like um we're talking about stagnation but i guess particularly blood stagnation um which can lead to acne as well yeah just just proves again that there's so much more to talk about in this you know little <laughs> 40 minute podcast but yeah that's that's exactly right and it will more than likely fall into what they already are thinking about and, you know, it will just be one of those accompanying symptoms that make so much sense to a to a Chinese herbalist. Tom, have you got uh, anything oh. else to add? No, I really wanted to ask more about Charlene's um, PMS, acne, and, like, during menstruation and all that stuff. I feel <laughs> like that's a very interesting topic to cover. Yeah, I never really hear about well, that a lot. This is my experience personally. Before my period, um, if I'm more stressed or um, my liver is kind of not free-flowing as much, and I guess I can tell because it's for me, um, but for other people, I guess if you're stressed, if you've got those really bad cramps, if you're feeling frustrated um, or a bit more angry, things like that, um, I find that the acne comes out a bit more. For me, it's along my cheeks and I guess um, above my eyebrows and around my eyebrows as well. Um, and normally it's like before my period and then after my period, I just get blood deficient. So, you know, the acne just goes away. So, um, I guess if I was treating a case like that, I'd work around your cycle. And so we want to free flow, free flow the liver before the period. And then after we want to tonify the blood and we really want to support the body, um, to kind of correct the balance and to be able to maintain the correct, I guess, hormones or the correct balance in this case. Yeah, it's it's really good. What what about afterwards? What would you do after the period's finished? Would you do anything to treat afterwards so that it can help before the next start, cycle starts or would you just be like every Yeah, so normal. Yeah. Yeah. So after I guess when after what's the word directly after the bleed you want to work on trying to find yin and blood but i think it's about 14 days so up to 14 days generally i would go like seven days i start taking like a jiao wei xiao yao so like clear some of that heat regulate that liver and i find that it works wonders for my mental health and my stress and also my periods become less painful so and the acne as well is less noticeable um, anything else? Just we're very, I wanna, very close to the end. Tom. I do want to throw in real quick that both Tim and Charlene, your skin's immaculate now. Like, thank you. Y'all yeah, looking I was great. About it's, Tom before too. It's the blur from really the camera. Good. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like for real, y'all skins look so good. Like, good on you guys. So, I, I can't. Whatever you're pointing to, Charlene, I can't see it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> super shiny it is very shiny i didn't notice that (laughs) skin routine a1 absolutely a1 to the point where it's just like silky smooth to the point with that shine (laughs) b before you said um 90 percent 
ni- well, yeah, 90% of adolescents get acne. And that's why I asked, like, what the definition of acne was. Um, did did you get any acne, B, as an adolescent? Uh, I've always thought about that. Um, I didn't get severe acne. I, got, I definitely had more pimples uh, back then than I do now. More so, I had more blackheads. Uh, and there wasn't a really... Because I had skin problems all, all the time, but I didn't... Uh, but I didn't have acne. Um, I didn't have a like a naturally oily skin. My skin presents as more dry. So I I would categorize myself more of the like sensitive skin type rather than like an acne overproduction of oils kind of type. Um, except except there was just like a couple maybe like a year or so of just a whole bunch of oil on my skin. But other than that, it was just it wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, I thought it was just interesting because I I've got. Uh, very fair skin that, and I never had any issues with acne or anything like that. No acne? No like random zits that just came out of nowhere? Uh, yeah, very little. Um, I feel like I probably got that more like later. I mean, probably ate a bit worse food and stuff like that. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, well, I thought that was an interesting stat that you said that. 90%. And it, and it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if they considered one pimple that you get, they'd be like, oh, you're part of the statistics. <laughs> now. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's like it doesn't actually talk about like the severity of the acne. It's just you get acne. Have you have you had a pimple before? Yes. All right, you're into statistics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why I done. asked what the definition was. So, so. Yeah, that, that was I think I think so. I think that refers to even just like my type of acne or my type of very like sparse acne. That's also within the statistic, I guess. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, se- severe acne is still pr- quite common. I, I do have a lot of friends mm. that. Um, and uh, I have a lot of friends and a lot of patients that do suffer um, a fair bit of acne. So. Yeah. Okay, well, um, uh, we probably should wrap it up here. So thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Hope you learned something about acne. I know I did. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion group. And, and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast and you'll hear from us next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.